Hi, and welcome to Freelance to Founder Shorts. I'm Preston Lee. I am Clay Mosley, and you've probably heard our in-depth coaching calls with everyday freelancers who want to scale their business. Now, we're helping even more freelancers each week with Freelance to Founder Shorts, five to 10-minute episodes focused on answering one question from a listener like you. To get your question answered, visit freelancetofounder.com slash ask. And now let's dive into today's question. All right, today's question comes from Joshua. He says, is it completely unrealistic to try setting up as a freelance translator with only one second language and no formal translation qualification? So, I'm, you know, I'm not a translator um, necessarily. My co-host, guest co-host today, Christine Olivas. Um, Clay's not available, but Christine's joining us. I'll introduce her in just a moment when we get back. Neither of us are really translators, but I think we do have some thoughts generally on you know, qualifications, uh, maybe a little bit about translation and that sort of thing. But we'll have some good answers for you, Joshua. We'll be right back after this quick break from our sponsors. You know, working from home is mostly great, but there are some days when I realize I haven't left my house or even my chair like all day. Have you been there? Getting outside to exercise or making a trip to the gym are just harder now that my office is just a flight of stairs away. If you're stuck in the same rut as me, then you should try Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W. With the Hydro rower and 20 minutes a day, getting a full body workout is so much easier. Hydro can work up to 86% of your muscles in just 20 minutes for an insane effective home workout. That's because Hydro pairs the effectiveness of rowing with the power of technology to connect you with over 5,000 video trainings, classes, and workouts. And get ready to get out from behind your home desk because after a few months of daily rowing with Hydro, your partner's gonna wanna take you out for a night on the town to show you off. This spring, join the growing rowing community at Hydro. Head over to hydro.com and use code FREELANCE to save up to $400 off your Hydro. That's H-Y-D-R-O-W.com and promo code FREELANCE to save $400. Hydro.com, promo code FREELANCE, or just click the link in our show description. Have you ever noticed that many of the problems people call in with on this show can be solved by hiring someone? Sometimes you need a full-fledged team, other times maybe just a simple assistant or an expert in something you're not great at. Whatever your reason for hiring, we recommend you take a look at LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. As you may know already, LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. It gives you access to professionals you can't find anywhere else. And LinkedIn Jobs makes the process of finding the perfect teammate easy and intuitive. Hiring is always easy when you have access to so many quality candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours when using LinkedIn Jobs. I've used it myself, and it was so simple. In fact, I've made multiple hires using LinkedIn Jobs, and did I mention, by the way, it's free to business owners like me and you. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash freelance. That's linkedin.com slash freelance to post your job for free or click the link in our show description. Terms and conditions apply. All right, we're back with another Freelance to Founder short. Uh, I'm joined today by Christine Olivas, who's joined me, who joined me last time we ran a short and um, has joined me previously as well. So excited to have you back on the show. Welcome, Christine. Thank you. So glad to be back. Um, tell us just really quickly about your company, Co-Conspirators, at co-conspiratorsagency.com. Uh, I'd, I'd love for our listeners to become familiar with what you're doing. Yeah, absolutely. So we are a group 
currently about 12 freelancers uh, that serve agencies. So marketing agencies, ad agencies, consulting firms that don't have or I don't have full-time or enough strategy talent. So VPs of strategy down to researchers, social strategists, any anything and everything strategy. Um, so unlike a staffing firm, we place the team and we do the work. So we're not kind of a go-between. We actually come in and we do large agencies like McCann down to small boutique shops and we come in and do freelance contracts uh, for them and then get out of their way when they hire full-time talent or don't need us anymore. Mm -hmm. So we get to touch a lot of different brands. Um, And yeah, we've been around since January 1st, 2021. So just past our two year anniversary and hope to be around for a lot longer. (laughs) Yeah. Congratulations. I, that's, I love your business model because, you know, we talk a lot to freelancers. We talk a lot to agency builders or, or we talk about building an agency. This is kind of like this cool um, middle ground between freelancing and growing an agency. If, if a freelancer maybe doesn't want to own their own full agency, maybe, maybe they could, you know, start a collective of sorts kind of like this where, where you offer sort of freelance staffing to, to businesses. Like it's a really, really cool model. So uh, I love having your unique perspective uh, here on the show. Let's tackle Joshua's question. So just as a reminder, Joshua wonders if it's unrealistic to try setting up as a freelance translator with only one second language and no formal translation qualification. Is there anything that struck you initially from his question there, Christine? Yeah. So the first thing I would say is I wish I knew a little bit more about Joshua's kind of status or history mm. as a freelancer. So, you know, is he already, let's say, a content creator, for example, with a decent mm. portfolio and an active business? And this is uh, a new exploratory for him? Yeah. Or is this, you know, trying a brand new freelance career? If the former, I say diversification, especially at the beginning, is really, really important. You know, at the beginning, I obviously am pretty focused now with my business. We do strategy. Not that strategy isn't a wide bucket, but it's narrow. We don't do marketing. We don't do, you know, email campaigns. We, we keep it relatively in the strategy bucket at the beginning. I mean, I did, <laughs> I did an event run of show for a company. I... <laughs> yeah produced a business lunch i wrote copy for emails and anything and everything <laughs> yeah, just to yeah. sort of one one pay the bills after leaving my you know more lucrative full-time job and two to sort of see what felt right and what had potential to be yeah. a long-term freelance um sort of career or focus so yeah I we talk say, about all the time you know, on the show with yeah. clay actually it's like you know there's nothing wrong with with sort of experimenting in the early phase this this um niching down that you hear all the time from the quote-unquote experts like sometimes people jump into that a little too quickly so i just to add a little more context though and 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 i want you to continue after this but i but um just add a little more context joshua did leave a pretty long uh facebook post when he left this question he did say he's a full-time employed tree surgeon i'm sort of intrigued by what that is i don't actually know what that is but he is he's employed full-time so this sounds to me like it's sort of a side foray into freelancing, maybe. So if that if that you know impacts your answer at all, I think let's maybe lean that direction. Yeah, yeah, that definitely definitely helps. Then, um, so if that's the case, I mean, nothing is unrealistic in freelance. That's part of what makes it different than committing full time. I mean, we all know the sort of classic 
uh, chicken and the egg scenario, right? I want to, I want to get a, I want to switch careers to be a translator, but I need three to five years of experience. But how do I get the three to five years of experience if I can't get a job? You know, that, that's sort of the like classic full time dilemma that we all yeah. grew up with and never quite figured out how to navigate until we were like, well, we can make our own way and we can try something if we want to. <laughs> Nothing yeah. is stopping Joshua from going on a platform like Fiverr, for example, or Upwork and doing some preliminary jobs at a, you know, what seems probably like a more competitive rate than maybe some other folks on the platform to get something in the portfolio and see if it's a good fit. So the nice thing is, you know, as a freelancer, you have options. And as a freelancer in 2023, you have a lot of options. Um, so I mm-hmm. would not shy away simply there, there is no such thing as unrealistic in my mind, when it comes to freelancing, as long as you're willing to be reasonable about rates and know that it might be a little bit lower at the beginning without that formal kind of qualification. Um, the second thing I'd say is translator can mean a lot of different things. I personally, you know, I don't dabble in like very long form content in the work that I do. So I don't know, translating a medical journal <laughs> or, you know, a book <laughs> is a hefty assignment, but in the advertising and marketing and, and sort of, um, consulting spaces that I spend a lot of time in, there is a big need for short form translation, social posts, mm. Um, reading, you know, checking the accuracy of Google Translate for things like um, responses to automated emails, customer service tickets, right? There's a lot of stuff, I think, in the space that is shorter form, that is potentially more colloquial, that has a little bit more margin of error, um, and probably is more fun for somebody trying to do this freelance than sitting down and trying to tackle a manuscript. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I do think the, ty- the type of translation, I guess, could could matter quite a bit. Um, and I think that the qualification qualifications are going to be a little bit less important in the advertising marketing space than they would be if you're doing something with a little bit more, I don't know, academic or publishing rigor. Now that's such a good point. Yeah, there's a lot more maybe at stake if you mistranslate a medical journal than if you mistranslate a social post or something that can be deleted or edited or, or whatever, and, and lives aren't actually at stake. So that's a really, really good point. I think one thing that I was thinking with Joshua's question is like sometimes um, sometimes we get in our own heads a little too much when we want to start freelancing. Uh, and we think like, well, so what I see a lot of is like, well, you know, I, how do I get a business license and should I be an LLC or should I be a sole proprietor? And, and, uh, how, where do I get my logo designed and where do I get my letterhead printed? And like all these questions and it's like, no, 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 slow down. You're getting the cart before the horse a little bit here. The real question is like, do people want what you're offering? And can you find them and can and will they pay you? Right. So like that that's really what you need to start a business. And I think I think maybe this question of like qualifications or only speaking one one extra language, two languages total, these are all maybe sort of um and I'm not saying you're doing this on purpose, Joshua, but there may be like uh distractions or delay tactics to just say like, well, I have to get all this squared away before I can actually go start freelancing. And, and in reality, I think you could start today. Uh, you could sign up on a freelance marketplace if that's your style and see if you could find anyone who needs sort of short form translation. You could start sending some cold pitches. You could, if you know any local clients or whatever, you could try to connect with them and see if they need any work done. Certainly, uh, for me, the first key is always like, can I find clients who will pay me to do the thing that I want to do? Because all that other stuff doesn't matter if you can't, right? So I think um, I think it can be easy to say like, well, I'm not technically qualified. I don't technically have a degree or I don't have a qualification or I don't have whatever. But it's like it, that, that'll 
that maybe matters later on and and you have time to maybe remedy that but for me right now it's like is there demand can you find the demand and can you convince them to pay you um and and the rest can kind of come you know yeah absolutely and i would say too and i think that we might have touched on this in a previous uh short that we recorded together but something about sort of samples or case studies or logos at the beginning mm. like a portfolio essentially when you don't have one and obviously there are plenty of ways to get out there and offer free translation so another thing oh, yeah. you could do is find i don't know find a nonprofit in the country um where the language that you speak is spoken and just say hey do you need me help i don't know translating a blog post or something like that and then use that as a sample while also doing good. I did that. I did a little bit. I would not say that I did full translation, but um, at least for a time, I was very fluent in Italian, both speaking and writing. Oh, and wow. I did a, sim- a similar type of thing for uh, a foundation in Rome and Milan. They were focused on sort of local social issues and social justice just to get a few kind of type sample type things. Um, so that could be another way to sort of beat that chicken and the egg <laughs> dilemma yeah. and get, get something that you could then post. And, and let's be honest, a lot of times actual samples and real tangible experience can sub in for a qualification any day. Yeah, that's so true. And I actually hadn't thought about this until you said it. Um, so Joshua speaks Spanish. Um, I'm fluent in Spanish as well. But what I, what I wasn't thinking of was like, I, I think from his question, he was saying he wants to translate from English to Spanish. I could be wrong. Um, but you opened up this idea of like, well, actually, he's he's a native English speaker. So where there might be even more opportunity is to say, I'll take your Spanish content and I will create 100% fluent native English content out of it, right? Um, so he's still using that. He's still using that second language, but he's he's actually maybe providing more value as an English translator from Spanish. And then it also opens up new markets and new opportunities. But I'm thinking like um, any anywhere in the United States, particularly where Spanish and English are both spoken, you know, there could be some really cool opportunities to reach out to nonprofits there to build up a portfolio and say like, hey, if you're trying to reach, you know, a Spanish speaking audience or an English speaking audience, I can help you translate back and forth between the two, your marketing materials, your emails, your social posts, whatever it might be. Um, you know, the, the social media uh, sites do a fair job at that, but but a lot of nuance is missed in in copywriting and marketing um, in a direct translation. And so, yeah, I think there's some really cool opportunity there. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I now that you're talking about it, there there are a lot of possibilities both ways for sure. I mean, I can even think of you know my husband works for a tech company, and they have he happens to be fluent Spanish and Portuguese, so he wouldn't need it. That's probably why he got hired for the role. Uh, partly why he got hired for the role, but um, there's a lot of they have a lot of growing presence in Latin America, um, mm-hmm. you know, offices in Costa Rica, things like that, and being able to be a liaison to. Um, between kind of the full-time employees in the U.S. and those in, the, you know, that other country. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they will, you know, bring in freelance or, or contract support to help with, you know, employee emails or communications, things like that. So there's endless opportunity in this, yeah, in this particular economy. And maybe, like you said, it's just a matter of taking that that leap of faith. And freelance really is the best place to do that because you can always yeah. go back. It's not like taking a year long, you know, he's not accepting a full-time job as a translator. Yeah. It's freelance is a safe way to dabble without that long-term commitment. Yeah, that's so true, right? He can hold on to his full-time job 
And some people even phase out your full-time job. So it's like once you've got a few freelance clients, maybe you cut back your full-time hours if your boss will let you or whatever. There's a lot, definitely lots and lots of flexibility, lots of options. So Joshua, I think our answer is we say go for it. Um, if it sounds fun, if it sounds exciting to you, sounds like an opportunity, don't stress too much about those qualifications. Um, the there there are lots and lots of opportunities out there and uh and we wish you the very best as you as you get started on your freelance career hopefully something will spark there and um and you can find some cool opportunities and and uh, find some satisfaction in some translation work but uh, i'm gonna thank my guest co-host christine olivas from co-conspiratorsagency.com thanks again for joining us on this short episode and for your great insight i really appreciate it you're welcome all right we'll chat next time see ya Thanks for listening to this Freelance to Founder short. Subscribe in your favorite podcast player for more shorts and full-length coaching sessions each week. Freelance to Founder is a collaboration between Milo, Dripify, and the Podglomerate. Be sure to subscribe in your favorite podcast app by visiting freelancetofounder.com. And if you enjoyed this episode, tell us why by leaving a review. Until next time, thanks for listening. See ya. See ya.